Support for All My Friends Are In Bar Bands comes from Sad Girls Club. Sad Girls Club is a collective of non-male musicians and music industry professionals based in Australia. They aim to promote gender diversity in the local music scene by giving non-males a helping hand to create music and to get that music heard. For more information, visit sadgirlsclub.com. That's S-A-D-G-R-R-R-L-S-C-L-U-B dot com. Support also comes from Spit the Dummy Records. Spit the Dummy Records is a Sydney-based DIY label distributing dead formats to the masses. Spit the Dummy have put out music from artists such as Raccoon City Police Department, Tired Minds, Tree Houses, Regressor, and Naive. For more information, visit Spit the Dummy on Tumblr or Facebook. That's spitthedummyrecords.tumblr.com and facebook.com slash wearespitthedummy. Enjoy the show. David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking this out. Had a really great response to the Courtney Barnett episode last week, and uh, I'm really, really stoked that uh, we've got some new people on board and uh, checking this out. No doubt there'll be some new people checking this out as well. So uh, if you are brand new to the podcast, thank you so, so much for tuning in. My name is David James Young. I'm a freelance music journalist from Australia. been working for about eight years, and uh, this podcast is ostensibly my chance to get to know people that I've been going to see for, for a long time, uh, and people that I've met through the world of music, and a chance to get to know them a bit below surface value. And uh, I definitely got the chance to do that with today's guest, but we will talk about that in just a second. Firstly, uh, some developments this week. We have a website. Yes, we are officially live on the internet, finally. All my friends are in barbands.com is the destination. You can find our entire archive of all 37 episodes, uh, 38 including this one as well as more information and content and links to support the podcast on Patreon. Once again, yes, indeed, we are live on Patreon, and it would be absolutely awesome if you could donate as little as a dollar a month. Every little bit helps. Uh, so once you're done with all my friends, AaronBarbands.com, head over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Barbands, B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S. Apart from the Patreon, I've been uh, pretty busy finishing up an album. I play music under the name Nothing Grimes with David, and uh, I'm going to be playing this Sunday in Wollongong uh, at Radbar in the afternoon uh, at 12.30. It's a it's a, a early 
afternoon all-ages show. Kids under 13 are allowed to attend for free, so bring down the family. Why not? It should be a fun afternoon. I'll be performing with uh, Billy Demos and SM, performing under the brilliantly perfect and hilarious name of BDSM. I'll also be performing with Them Sharks from Perth and Steel City All-Stars, the Wollongong natives that do scar better than any damn band out there. So it should be a lot of fun. The show's called Bruise Fest, and of course you can find out more information on Facebook. But of course there's plenty going on throughout the week. There's always some great gigs coming up. Uh, but I've decided that I'm going to try and reduce the amount of gig plugs uh, in the uh, intro for the podcast. kind of dates the podcast a little bit, and... Uh, And a lot of the time, by the time people actually hear them, it's too late. So uh, from here on in, I think I'm just going to be focusing primarily on getting the plugs out uh, through the Facebook page. So if you don't like us already on Facebook, uh, that is facebook.com slash A-M-F-A-I-B-B-P-O-D. So all my friends are in bar bands, pod, A-M-F-A-I-B-B-P-O-D. The guest this week is Frank Iero. You have read that correctly, people. Frank Iero, uh, formerly of My Chemical Romance, currently of Frank Iero and The Celebration. He was in Sydney uh, for two days earlier this year. He came and did a in-store at Utopia Records. He was supposed to come out for Soundwave, and we all know how that turned out. So he decided to come down in spite of that, and I think that is wholly admirable. We spoke at his hotel room in inner city Sydney, and it was really, really cool to have a chat with him about his experiences of coming up in the world of music in a world completely different to mine. It was a really cool to get someone else's completely different take, especially because he's someone that has been around the block a few times and uh, has played some of the biggest stages in the world, has also played some of the smallest. He's, he's done it all. He has done it all. Massive thanks to Janine Morcos and the uh, people at Cooking Vinyl for helping to set up this one, and to the legendary Paul Clegg, uh, Frank's manager, who uh, made me feel really, really at home and was super, super kind and uh, very, very uh, accommodating. So was Frank, for that matter. Uh, Yeah. Couldn't have asked for a better turnout for this episode. Uh, really, really stoked with how it turned out. And really hope you guys enjoy listening. Let's get into it right now. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, support on Patreon, etc, etc. There's hundreds of ways to to help keep this podcast going. You just find one, as Connor Oberst once said. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a chat with Frank Iero. James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my new friend, Frankie Arrow. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm tired as fuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. On a scale of one to ten, how many hours of sleep have you had? Uh, uh I think it's uh, um, 
the it's a scale of one to ten or hours. <laughs> that's the that's yeah, the yeah, that's a good word. Be a scale per yes, hour. Additional question. Uh, like I'm gonna say, do you do fractions on a scale? Yeah, <laughs> we can. Yeah, yeah, we can work that. Seven eighths, I believe. Oh. <laughs> Well, it could be a lot worse. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure you've survived on a lot worse. Oh no, back in no, the day. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Back in the van yeah. days, I, no, literally, literally though, like we got back to the town, I, I, I did crash. I ended up crashing. But like, you know, you know, ever like do that thing where you go to sleep and then, like, every half hour you wake up because you're scared that you don't know what time it is. Yeah. You know, and then you like, and I have like, I have watches that like I always keep one that has like Jersey time on it, and then I right. have one like for where I am. But I kept looking at the wrong watch, and then but also I didn't know if it was AM or PM, so I felt like Ooh. it felt like like lost in space a little bit. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> well, you're here now. That's the main thing. That's it's true. Just, yeah. This is the fanciest place I've ever recorded a podcast. This at. is here, awesome. This here is the great nice one. little uh, the the Park Royale. Uh, we could tell them what floor you're staying on. This will be you'll be long gone before <laughs> they find out. <laughs> Sixteen. <laughs> Sixteen. So come on up. You can smell the essence <laughs> of where Frank once was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can smell my 24-hour, 25-hour uh, flight uniform. Oh, yes. Now, this ain't your first rodeo when it comes to Australia. You've been I like how you said rodeo. Yeah. Rodeo. Rodeo. Yeah. That's, the, that's definitely the fancy way to say it. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Tell us about the very first time you came out here. Oh, man. All right. So, first time... Um, Was that the Green Day tour? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> definitely played, like, a stadium with Green Day. Yeah. And got... And Jimmy Eatwell. Booed. Yeah, <laughs> food at a stadium, and then like came out like afterwards. You're like we were watching the rest of the events, and like her time, you're like, oh, that first time was fucking awful. <laughs> like just hearing somebody say that, you're like, oh, man. like, he's just getting it. Yeah, this is like, like oh, I know, right? You, Fuck. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, just, fuck like, those guys. hiding the mascara <laughs> shit. <laughs> just like, oh, they can't know who I really am. They can't know oh, my yeah. secret identity. But, uh, yeah, it's wonderful to have you back, man. Thanks for Thank taking you. the time to chat to us here. Oh, it was my pleasure. I really do enjoy coming here. It, it, it tends to be hard for me to get here. I've had multiple uh, trips canceled and, and yeah, things yeah. of that nature, like, over the years. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. this has always been, like, uh, this is, like, Mordor for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just hard to get here. You throwing that bad boy into the fire at some point? I'm uh, assuming this one? No, the ring. Oh, the ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> these are forged. Uh, <laughs> these are forged around my heart. Uh, so, as I, as we were talking about off mic, uh, this is the third time I've interviewed you. But the, yeah, and the previous two times have been uh, in support of uh, the new record, uh, mm-hmm. the Summer Cakes record, and uh, your solo project, uh, Frank, Frankie and the. Do you say Antha or Antha? Yeah, I. It's Antha, Antha. Yeah, Antha. Because yeah, <laughs> we talked about this when when, when I first introduced you. It's like you just fucked with everyone, especially yeah. people who use like word oh. spell checkers and oh, shit. I know. Well, that's that's yeah, you check right and like, like make sure. You really yeah, just all shit. three are just red lines. It's just like this is not how you spell this shit. It's just like, well, I've done a good job. Then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really funny, and everybody else was like, no. <laughs> you just, just fucked with not. everyone. Just fucked with everyone, man. Yeah. But um, tell us about the I guess the origins of of stepping out as a solo artist because. That was that would have been like a big big step, especially because you were the first one post MCR to properly uh-huh. kind of do that. Yeah, it's it, uh, it's weird. That wasn't my plan, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's strange. Like, uh, if you had like if you had a DeLorean and you came back and mm. told me that I was going to do that, I'd be like, you're fucking out of your mind. There's <laughs> no way. That's the last thing I want to do. It was fun, man. It, it's it's been really interesting. I've learned a lot. Coming at, at a my camp, like to, to record a record just for yourself and then have a couple of people hear it and then all of a sudden 
have a record deal in place and then go out and try to figure out, learn how to do this again, like mm-hmm. in this capacity, uh, by singing and playing guitar and, and, and playing to like, you know, a large amount of people, it was it was daunting. Like there's a yeah, couple sure. of times where I, like after shows and stuff, I was like, I'm just not, I, I'm, this isn't fun. I don't want to do this. Yeah. But I promised my wife that I would give it a shot and, and just try, you know what I mean? Cause I knew that if I didn't give it like 150%, like I was definitely going to regret it at some point. Mm. And here we are. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> still, still, going. still, yeah, still, going. still standing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still going. It's, it's crazy, man. I can't tell you how, how happy I am that I, that I stuck it out because it is really fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, when it's fun. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, and I feel like, uh, I feel very thankful for these experiences. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They're unlike anything else. Take us back to your original interest in music growing up mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of your upbringing, how music kind of played into that to the point where you went from being like, oh, this sounds cool. So like, oh, I actually want to do this. I want to play this. It was less cerebral than that. Like, uh, you know, my dad played and my grandfather played. Right. Were they like guitarists? They're they're drummers. Drummers. Yeah. yeah right. So that that battle came later on. Yeah. But as a like kid, jazz drummers. Or? Uh, my yeah. My my grandfather uh, played big big band, uh, Dixieland, nice. uh, jazz stuff like that. Uh, my dad was uh, in blues bands. Yeah, cool. Um, you know, he, he like he was an editor, a monitor drummer for a while. Like he, yeah, cool, he did cool, like cool. studio work and stuff. So they they played all the time. My, my dad played like you know four hundred days a year basically. Yeah, wow. And my grandfather played you know as much as possible too. And I would go uh, see my grandfather like on, play on the weekends. And when my mom would let me, I go see my dad. So mm-hmm. like, I grew around grew up around these shows and these these huge date books like with like these rubber bands wrapped around them. And, and you couldn't make plans. Like you had to like all sit down at a table and be like, oh, I got this gig here, I got this gig. So you had to, like. And I, I loved that. Like, mm. I wanted to be a part of it so bad. Uh, it just seemed, uh, it seemed like this, like, they were superheroes and they had this alter egos. And yeah, these, yeah. These things that they did at night. So I wanted that. I, I just wanted to be in a band. The struggle came later when, one, I, I didn't want to be a drummer. I, I, did, I couldn't wrap my head around drumming. Right. I, I yeah. loved it, but I knew that, one, I would never live up to my grandfather and my father. Right, sure. And also, I just, I wanted to write songs really bad. Right, yeah. So that's that's when I got into. And as we all know, drama. drummers can't write songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So hi, Ringo, um, if you're listening. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like, I, I, I went through like you know, I was like, I want to play saxophone because it's shiny, and I got that, and I was like, I can't play saxophone. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I eventually settled on guitar and and, and fell in love, and uh, but I realized that I didn't want to be a musician. I wanted to be in a band. And right. that was a big difference from what my my family had done. And right. I don't think they really understood. We understood each other. Right, you know? right. You mean, so like, they were like the lone wolves. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And yeah. I was more like just going from job yeah. to job, pretty much. And yeah. I was like, you know, I wanted to do that. I want to build this thing with my friends. And it's funny that you come around and you end up being that that lone wolf again. Yeah, totally. You know, it's kind of strange. Who were you guys like guitar wise? Like when you were starting out, Thurston Moore. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig Ginn. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Richie Havens, who was a uh, uh, folk guitar player, uh, singer-songwriter. From, uh, he opened Woodstock, and my my father actually took me to go see him. Yeah, and wow, it, it blew my mind. Nice. Yeah, I, I think that that shaped me a lot because he was a rhythm. He was a rhythmic player who who really structured his playing style around the the lyrics and, and how he was singing a song, and that was. That was huge. Like he was like yeah. an, this. He was like an orchestra on yeah, one, yeah. on one guitar. At the end of the show, he uh, he went to the back of the room, and and shook everyone's hand that came to the show, and 
it changed my life forever. That's beautiful. It was so fucking punk rock. I'd never seen it before. That's so awesome. Where do you go from here? Like uh, in terms of like. Uh, High school was that where you kind of start playing in your first bands? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Tell right. us about tell us about the first band, the first time you played live. First time I played live was at the Junior Ring Dance at my high school. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was not a junior, so I wasn't allowed to stay. <laughs> I was a freshman, <laughs> and I played the show, and then they were like, "All right, you have to leave now." What was the band? <laughs> it was a band called. Uh, we didn't have a name, so. We named it Steve Weil and the Disco Kings, and there was this kid, Steve Weil, who wasn't in the band, and we just thought it would be funny if his name was in the band. <laughs> and, yeah, and we played, like, you know, like, shitty punk rock, and, like, we did, like, uh, I think we might have done a Nirvana cover or something. It's like, oh, something sure. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, it was called Steve Weil and the Disco Kings. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did you kind of kick around in other bands in high school? Or yeah. Like, yeah. What kind um, of stuff we play? Mostly punk rock. Uh, did, like, a couple of stints in, like, other people's bands. I, I would try to, like... Try to play with as many people as possible, but that was the thing. Like in high school at that time, like uh, there was like you know maybe four kids that skated and and four kids that played music. Yeah, and, right. and so it was hard. Like you just you know that's all you did. Like you didn't find anybody else that, that had any you know wasn't was like minded like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you would try to like find people that liked something and then teach them how to play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you like good music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might not know how to play it. That's fine. Let, let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that a lot. Was it that kind of community where the misfits and the outsiders are just like, there's like, there's like five of us. We gotta like stick together and shit. Yeah, honestly, I mean, everybody. Here's the thing: Jersey scene is very um, connected and, and, and at times uh, incestual. Right. You know yeah. What I mean, like everyone playing yeah. each other's bands. Yeah. And, yeah. There's there is no like oh yeah. That's why it was so weird. Like when I ended up playing with uh, the drummer who, who's playing the celebrations, Matt Olson. Yeah. I had never played with him before. I'd never heard of him before, and it was shocking to me because mm. I was like, I this is the first time I played with a new person in like <laughs> fucking twenty years. Yeah. Wow. You know? Which uh, was kind of awesome, but. Uh, yeah, it, it, everybody's been in everybody else's band, and that's the thing too. Is like we have a lot of you know uh, similar friends and, and played in different bands with different people and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, kinda, totally. Kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, did anything like pre MCR kind of like uh, did they kind of gain momentum where you're like playing a bunch of shows and you thought, oh, we're onto something now, man. This is we're we're set for the rest of our right. lives. Man. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing is, I, no one in, in in our scene ever thought like we anyone was going to break out right it. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. always going to be like you know the the music that we're playing right now is no one no one likes this no one's going to like this no, <laughs> sure. you know, we're, we'll be lucky if after we die like people will be like oh that band was great what are you talking Remember about yes yeah. yeah like no one liked the misfits until they broke up sure yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. so like, and that that's just the way it goes like that's the way you know punk rock works i feel like you know uh everybody wants my threat to get back together <laughs> you <laughs> know what i mean like just the way it is so there, there was none of that. I, I think early on, like uh, getting signed to a label, mm. uh, you know, recording and, and actually putting something out, like not just recording and keeping it in your room, but actually like putting it. Yeah, that was that yeah, was yeah. huge. Um, and and to, to play out of state was huge. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, but I remember, like when uh, when Mycam was first kind of getting together, or whatever. I was in a band called uh, I Am a Graveyard, and we Brutal had a <laughs> thank you. That is so good. <laughs> Uh, we uh, we had a practice studio. We had like right, a lockout. Yeah. It was weird. Like the the lockout that we had, we just like once you got one, 
if you were serious, you needed to have a lockout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what I'm talking about? Like, you go in... Basically, it's an apartment with, like... Not, like It's like this, and you just make a lot of noise whenever you <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And just people get fucked up in it. <laughs> so, Henry Graybird had it. Um, there was a band from New Jersey called The Banner was in there. Thursday was in there. Murder by Death was in there at some point. Yeah, like, nice. I mean, it was like everybody that was on Eyeball or, or around that time yeah. made their way into that studio. And and that's really how the, all those those friendships were forged and stuff like that it was late nights, you know, with nothing else to do. Yeah. But, like, you know, because you spent all your money on the lockout. Sure, you know yeah. I mean? And so, like, yeah, it, or that or your drugs. Like, you know, it was like, <laughs> that was it. So, like, you would go to this room you and you'd, nice, you'd be yeah. like, yeah, well, we have this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and someone bought strings. So we're going to fucking, we're going to either make music right, or do something. Yeah. So, uh, and that's how it, that's how it, how it went, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think the people that, that couldn't fucking hang got weeded out real quick. And then the strong will survive. That's what was on the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. It was, yeah. uh, sure it was who will survive and what will be left of them was, was actually spray painted. Really? Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. Oh, that's it was, sick. It was fucking brutal. When you walked in that room, you, you knew you were into something. Oh, yeah. dude, I can imagine. Yeah. Tell us about the first ever Mike M show. Oh. Where was this? It's still in Jersey? Still in Jersey. Um, it, it, I wasn't in the band. I, I, it was my cousin, uh, Patrick lived my family's from South Jersey right and, and when I was a young kid my parents moved up to or, or actually before I was born they moved up to, to North Jersey had me so uh, that's how I kind of you know grew up there and, and grew, grew up in this scene uh, my cousin was in uh, into punk rock and stuff like that and uh, he was a little bit younger than me and I start putting on shows up by me right and he came up and played one show and then he was like, I want to put on a show. So I like, you know, kind of showed him how to do it. And he put it on a show in Ewing, New Jersey at like uh, an American Legion Hall. And, uh, and it was his band and a couple of bands from down there. Uh, my band at the time, which I think was either I'm a great or Pensy Pro. And, Not uh, a great name. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then and my camp. And, yeah, right. And, my camp and, uh, and I remember, like, I remember I was at the merch table, like, watching them. And I think they... I was I I was at every show that they played before I joined the band, which was I think I think it was either nine or eleven. Yeah, right. Sounds right. So you would have already like been fairly across the songs then. Yeah, like, it was, it was, I got this. It was <laughs> yeah, I, it, honestly, I think there was maybe it was a couple of months between them starting and me. I, it's weird. Like, yeah, it, it, it's it's strange. It was like mm. having. Uh, it was like having somebody that wasn't in the band just there at all times. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it just kind of just made sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that first show that you played with them, first show I was played that, with them, yeah, was at this place called Club Chrome. It was like, was that Sayreville, New Jersey? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it's not no longer there, but uh, it was a place called Club Chrome. How'd you yeah. feel like going into that? Like, it was horrible. Really it was horrible. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I remember Were all the all the all the early MCR shows horrible. No. Or was it just like it was just, just hit an or off night? Yeah. It was just hit or miss. And I think it was. I think it was one of those things where, um, you know, it was the twelfth show ever, uh, and it was my first show with them, and uh, and a friend, <laughs> uh, a guy that that the guy that ran the label came up to me and was like, oh, I really thought that was gonna be better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Couldn't have done this without you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, I really thought, yeah, I thought that was gonna be all better. Yeah. Oh. And they're yeah. like just like, eh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> they needed to move on from there. Yeah. I mean, MCL was one of those bands that was, you know, away from the aesthetic and the and the kind of 
talk about the the rise of the emo whole thing with you know you guys followed by panic and whatever you guys lived and died by fucking touring you know you guys are one of those bands that were out there so so consistently and it, and it went from those like tiny little shows to elevating up to the theaters and then moving up to you know pretty much doing like a fucking arena spectacular like for the for that black parade tour like that was some pretty huge shit did you feel as a performer you had to kind of adapt and evolve every time that the shows got bigger and bigger that you were just like or, or was it one of those things was like we're not compromising for anyone you know like I mean you're in your 20s you know right. like you're you're so like assured of yourself and you yeah. think you, you, that's not oh, true oh totally <laughs> no some, some days in their 20s it's like yeah we got this all, we're, we're young we're, we're fucking cool we're in a band that people love you know and sometimes it just comes all crashing down sometimes I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that shit happen yeah no I, I hear you that's the thing is right when you're when you're 20 you know everything. Yeah. When you're 25, you go crazy because you realize, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm 25, yeah, so that works like, out. Right, yeah. Like, 25 is when I went absolutely, I, I went nuts. I, yeah, I, I right. I go nuts. At 30, I think you s- realize that you don't know anything, but you're okay with it. Mm. And you start to learn, I think is what happens. Mm. And then 35, you're like, oh, shit, I'm 35 and I still don't know enough. <laughs> I think that's where it goes. Um... <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet, but I'll tell you next year. Uh, but yeah, 20, uh, you, you think you got to figure it out. I think um, under the microscope, though, if you're a 20-something under the microscope, uh, you have to pretend like you know everything. And, and then, of course, you know, here's the thing. There's some kids that – there's some people out there that are just complete assholes. Like, no – you know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. just, just – yeah, it's it just the way it goes. But, like, if you're under the microscope, you have to act like you have it all figured out, but you definitely don't. Mm. Um, and, and, and it's It's hard. Especially when when things uh, keep getting bigger and you haven't figured out who you are yet, or if you're comfortable in your own skin, you know that that's a you know that's a that's a process, and to do that in in the public eye, like I, I I really feel for people that have to do it now too, in this day and age where, where mm. things are so scrutinized and, and social media, and, and I mean you don't even have a shot to yeah. figure anything out, you know, um, and unless you're one of that minute percent that has mm. it figured out from birth like yeah. you're fucked totally you know I mean? yeah. you're totally fucked and, and that shit will follow you forever so that that's a shame uh, but as far as like the shows and things like that you know I feel like no matter what show you play mm. no matter who you're playing to it, it's gonna be exorbitantly different yeah you know um, I, I I love little shows but you can't play a little show like you're playing a big show you know and, right. and you yeah. can't play a big you know, it, it's different. yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. just you know, it's like uh, it's like painting on cardboard as opposed to like a you know a stretch canvas. It, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, uh, it could it, things could work. You know, but that 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 doesn't. It's not. It's not the best way to approach it. Right. You know, yeah, you're yeah. not always going to get the the best result out of it. So uh, you know, every time like shows would change or the you know amount of people or whatever, even different countries that you go to or different mm. states, like you know, you have to kind of uh, adapt. And, and I think that's that's something that you learn from doing it and. Uh, and I definitely think there's there was lessons that were learned in, over the years and, and, and things that were done you know correctly and definitely missteps and that we learned from. Yeah. You know. Were there any moments where you're just like, what the fuck just happened out there? Fuck like, yes. yeah, absolutely. Like even even at that like huge peak where you're doing those big like arena shows yeah, and shit. Absolutely, absolutely. Here's the thing. I feel like you know. Even a surgeon fucks up. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the way it goes. Uh, 
whether you can correct it and uh, and, and not let anybody else know, mm. um, or you totally fall apart. I think that's that's uh, the mark of you know a, of of somebody that's that's got got their shit together. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know. Not my job to tell you where I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Oh yeah, the, the record will speak for itself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's subjective. Like sometimes I'll go up to someone after the show and be like, "Man, that was a really good set," and I'll just be like, "Oh, you know, like oh, there was like one off note there or something like that," or just like I wasn't really happy with that, you know? Because right. it was like, so you could come off and be like, "Oh, just I fucked that yeah. riff or I fucked that solo or you know I misstepped here or something like that," and someone could come up to you after and be like, "That was the yeah. best show exactly. of my life," you and know? that's the thing, and and. and and it's not your job to discount the experience that they had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what, what happened, what went wrong, what went right. And, and your job is to learn from that and do it, you know, differently mm. the next day. Yeah. But, the, yeah, the biggest thing, uh, <laughs> there's, like, those five rules, right, for, like, live shows. Like, like number one is get a tuner. The yeah. second, though, is, like, when shit goes wrong, no one knows and you don't let anyone know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's, it's, it's number two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. So... Yeah, I'm not gonna. T- I wouldn't tell you. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> it's happened. But specifics. Yeah. 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 Uh, MCR in Australia is like it. Like the times that you came through, it's it's like a really interesting uh, series of points where you know, like the very first time you came out was like three cheers zero, and you guys were just like properly taking off. And then there was the two tours on the back of the Black Parade where you were ostensibly the biggest fucking band in the world. And then the last time you came out was on the back of the Danger Days record, and that was the last time we'd see you guys. Obviously, you guys probably didn't know that at the time, but, uh, you know, that was that was the last we ever saw of you guys. Like, towards the end of the band, like, the last few shows that you guys played, like, did you have it in your mind that things were kind of running their course, like, coming to an end? Did it reflect in the shows at all? Or was it one of That's those a hard things? question to answer, you know? Um, yeah. You know, it's... Whatever answer I give is tainted by, by hindsight. Right, you know? sure. So now, possibly, but by our actions at that point, I would say no. When chapters close... Right, uh, times in your life when the, when 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 there's these these shifts, right? Yeah. Like 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 the Earth's crust. Like uh, there's signs of it, and 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 it's happening no matter what, no matter what you do. You could fight against it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you have the huge earthquake, or or you can kind of you know just let let it go mm. and and let it be. And, yeah. And um, I think that's when things started to make the most sense. When uh, when we let life take its take its course, you know what I mean? It was a big day out. Yeah, at that you know on that on that tour, um, that was 2010, 2011. Yeah, but it was right. summer right. 2012 by the time you got together. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. so it was January 2012. All right, yeah. So I mean, that was still early on. I feel like. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is totally hard to kind of like just like. Yeah. What, was I, what was I thinking four years ago? Yeah. So. <laughs> I know I saw the Bronx every day. Fucking though. A. Uh, mariachi played, and and uh, and they would do, like, those double sets. Like, I yeah, think they yeah, did, yeah. like, two or three double sets. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about, uh, away from away from all of that, it's like, after MTR split up and everything, mm-hmm. first time you played under your own name. Wow. Well, that, all right, so the first, that first show under... Um, was it under the Celebration name? Or did you, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we did one. We did a show at Bowery Electric as like a warm up, right? And we named it something else just so we could just play and mm. not be uh, judged. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Secret name. 
Yeah, it was called uh, it was called Aerosniff. And <laughs> sensational. And uh, it was a great show. It was really fun. I got really drunk after because it was I was so pent up. <laughs> I was really I was really worried about it. But it was a great show. It was really fun. We we played with uh, our friends in science and uh, a band called uh, This Good Robot from uh, Long Island. We nice. were great fans. Anyway, uh, they were nice enough to let us open and and kind of you know stretch our wings a little bit and see if it worked. And then literally, I think it was like. Fuck. I mean, a couple of days later, yeah, we ended up uh, playing like a headline. I think we did like two headline shows, and then started a, a tour with Take Next Sunday. In the wow, East. shit! Yeah. yeah, and you would have known those guys from way back. Yeah, the day it was as well. like it was yeah. one of those things where like the record came out, and we, you know, we were like, we want to go on tour, and these other tours are going around, and they were like, hey, why don't you come out with us? Mm-hmm. And it was really nice. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was really, really nice. It was one of those things that was so nice that I almost said no because I didn't want our first tour to be like this. Thing where, like, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, or like people were really nice to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and gave us like water and shit. Yeah, like, you wouldn't yeah, get like yeah. back squeezed yeah. in the back of the I didn't band. Want that. Like, I was like, how are we going to. 20 minutes set yeah, time. Man. I was yeah. like, how are we going to know if this fucking works? Yeah, if the you're, power yeah, if you're shit, being yeah. so nice to us. <laughs> but uh, but it, it, was, it was very nice to be taken by the hand and have people like, you know, be like, you know, hey, come play with our play to our kids that mm. you know are are, are going to be accepting and, yeah. and really listen and figure shit out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, and figure figure shit out in front of like fifteen hundred, two thousand kids every night. So it's that, not was, that was awesome. But I mean, from a live perspective as well. I mean, you were going from being you know like a, a side guy. You'd been like the side guy I don't see for a very very long time. You know, to kind of being the center of attention. Like I can only imagine that would have kind oh, of can, yeah, that was it, that would have like impacted on like how you were performing and just like. Were you still acting like you was just like waiting for like backing vocals to kick in? It's <laughs> just like, oh wait, no, I sing all of this. <laughs> that you know, it's it's figuring out that uh, yeah, that it, the the show hinges on whether you know you can't have a bad night. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's a that's a rough one. Mm. You know, I have a lot of bad nights. Sure, <laughs> you know, sure, like if you don't sure. feel well, it's like you still yeah, you can't let that on, and that's. Uh, I think that's that's why you know being a frontman or being a singer is the hardest job in a band. And I didn't realize that uh, until I had to do it. Actually, it might be the second hardest. I think being a drummer is probably the hardest job in a band. Yeah. And then because uh, still, yeah. still, 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 to get those drummers. No, no, it's it's the hardest <laughs> job in a band. Seriously, because like, if one, you control the pace of everything. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. You're the backbone. If yeah. you fuck up, everyone knows, mm. and no one helps you pack. <laughs> that's you know what I mean. So it's the fucking worst. Uh, You're on your own, buddy. It's true. Yeah. So that's the worst, but the second second is uh, uh, being a singer. And if you don't believe me, have someone, uh, have the bass player's amp go down and have to talk. <laughs> have to talk to someone. Have to talk to like a room of people that don't give a shit. It's like I've been waiting for. Yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you've latched onto something where you, you're really happy with this and you want to continue doing this, like uh, as Frankie on celebration? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do you want to continue like doing other projects? Like, what what do you see kind of uh, going from here musically? I think it's all of the above. To yeah. be honest, I, I'm not done with this yet. Yeah. And and uh, it's weird because I, I when I started I. I I didn't expect it to even start. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, to to now, uh, you know, in a year and a half later, to be like, oh, now now I have a an idea of a second chapter. Like, it, yeah. it's kind of strange, but uh, but I like that. I think uh, it still feels new, and it still feels like uh, I still feels like I have something to say. Sure. So 
I'm excited to see what comes now, especially now with with writing and 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 recording a record that I know people are going to hear. Yeah, like that was that was the weirdest part about starting off was like, oh, well, you did this, and uh, and you didn't expect anyone else to hear it. So now, not only are you uh, trepidatious of taking on this new role of being a frontman and, and, and a singer and, mm. and a guitar player, but you're you're playing material that you you might not have. Uh, wanted anyone else to you know what I mean like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Op- it's like opening up a, a wound and showing everybody inside kind of thing sure so uh, with this time around uh, the knowledge that that it's you know what the true nature of the project is is is, is I'm welcoming that yeah yeah that's beautiful, man. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great sentiment. Uh, all right, so we're wrapping up here, but before we do that, I yeah. ask this of all of my guests. Okay. And now it is your turn, good oh, sir. Shit. I want to know. I want to know about your best and worst gig experiences as okay. a performer ever. Wow. Okay. Feel free to start on either or, so you can end on. Oh, it's an either or. Yeah. Oh, so you okay. can so you can end on a positive note, or you can really bring people down. At the end. <laughs> oh, so I love some people, people some people go best than worst. Some people go worse than best. Oh, I'm definitely gonna go best than worst. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Let's go best the, first. Easy because the, the best is the easiest. Uh, yeah. we, we played a show. We ended up going on tour with uh, one of my favorite bands, Against Me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, amazing band. Yes. So amazing. Great. And and another amazing band, uh, Andy Girl on the Flight, who's from yeah, the nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From like San Francisco, and uh, and they opened, but we were smack dab in the middle, and we ended up playing a show at Starland Ballroom in in uh, Sayreville, New Jersey. Right, and uh, it's like kind of becoming like a home base for us. Like I've played there a lot of different times, but and it's just a wonderful staff and stuff like that. But it was the first time that my kids had come out. Uh, Mo Miles was his first time ever seeing me play. Oh But wow. like my girls, like they were old enough to like understand, and they. <laughs> they uh, they were side stage and they were very excited and then like at the end of the show I looked over and my daughter Lily like looked very upset and I walked over to her and I was like I'm about to start the lesson what's wrong and she was like I thought we were going to be in the band and I was like oh well then that's what we'll do so I brought them out and they, they ended up uh like singing on stage with us and it, it was like they just sang whatever they wanted to sing but it was the best best that's so three and a half minutes of my entire life it was unbelievable, unbelievable. that's so great yeah. well you so, got some backing vocalists yeah no nah, yeah they, they they really took to it they, it was amazing and I, I think it's been actually like there's like footage of it somewhere on youtube or something like that that's so cool um worst show oh man <laughs> okay i don't know if this is the worst but this is a bad one uh i played a street fair okay in a band called that was called hybrid right the billing they build us this high bird. And good start. Yeah, it was a good start. It was on the back of a flatbed truck. Those are my faves. Yes. Oh, man. I've, I've played my fair show. Right? They're fun. So you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. It always sounds great, too. And we played the song, and we played a couple of songs, and uh, our friend came up to sing a song, and an old lady, like, when he started to sing, I think it was a cover song, too. It was like, you know, it might have been like a... Girl Biscuits cover something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. This only came out and just like no, 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 and they just unplugged this. That was like the end. Of, that was it. And then like there was, was there she was, like, running anything or did she just decide? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if she like knew somebody, but she like she was 
everyone looked at her and was like, oh, well, I guess, like, yeah, yeah, I guess they're done now. I guess they're, that's over. And uh, she's like, oh, no. No, that's no, enough. No, no, that's no, enough no. of you. And then they unplugged us. And High Bird never played again. All right, Pink. There you go. I guess sometimes we all need a little old lady to... to yeah, I was just, oh, yeah. Now, now, no, 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 no. now, now. No. Not, not, not even a little bit. Wouldn't it be great if she was like a recurring character oh. that just rocked up at every show? It's Fuck like, you, it wouldn't. <laughs> no way. She's going to show up tomorrow. Watch. I know it. I just, I just know. She's flown all this way. Yeah. She's, yeah. Sure, she's coming for you, dude. Watch uh, out. Yeah, she'll be waiting. <laughs> the album is Stomach Aches, and you can pick it up at any self-respecting record store. Do you have anything you would like to plug before we get out of here, good sir? No, no. No. No, 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 no. no, no. We're done here. We're done here. Frank, thank you so much thank for your you, time, man. I'm David Jim Jones, and all my friends are fun. Hey everyone, just before we get out of here, I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, the patrons that have signed up for All My Friends Are In Bar Bands on Patreon. Big thank you to Sam Katrupi, Rachel Maria Cox, Matthew Lynch, Spencer Scott, Sian Van der Abkudi, I hope I'm saying that right, and Lily Belnick. Really appreciate the support from all of you guys so far in the early days of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands being on Patreon. Just a reminder that just for as little as a dollar a month, you can help keep this podcast up and running, and it would be so, so, so appreciated if you could head over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's B-R... No, it's not. That's B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S, barbands. Would absolutely love to hear from you and to uh, hopefully reward you in some way, shape, or form for your support. Thanks again so, so much. And uh, yeah, hope to hear from you guys soon. All right, bye now. This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.